Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Isabel. Hi, Teddy. I know you grew up in Nottingham and you live in Hong Kong. You've worked as a... Financial journalist, TV anchor, producer. I mean, like, what haven't you done, right? So I haven't um, told any ghost stories on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? I do. Oh, all right. And since you believe in ghosts, what kind of ghosts do you believe in? Do you believe in like the Blair Witch Project, paranormal activity, exorcist kind of ghosts? Or do you believe in the Pontianak, the Ai, the Asian, Thai, and I guess Hong Kong-style ghosts? Mm, that's a good question. I think whenever the topic of ghosts comes up, I do tend to think of um, like Asian or more like Japanese-style ghosts. Oh, like Sadako. Yeah, like the ring, the grot, yeah. But the funny thing is, I recently had a conversation with a listener when we asked um, everyone on Proudly Asians' um, social media about their ghost stories around Hungry Ghost Festival, right? Yeah. And then she's from Southeast Asia, so she points it out an interesting idea, which is she believes Southeast Asian ghosts are more fierce than any East Asian ghosts. <laughs> like, if a Malay ghost was to battle a Korean ghost, she said there's a high chance that the Malay ghost will win i don't know Do you, are you allowed to bring one ghost along with you to battle another like you bring a haunted amulet from thailand to a haunted house mm-hmm. in korea and you're like go at it get at it <laughs> i wouldn't know <laughs> okay so last question for this very quick q a now imagine okay imagine you go on holiday to Malaysia, alright? And you accidentally bring back a really nice vintage necklace. But this necklace is haunted, like, with a Pundianat spirit. Do you think you could bring it back to, like, a British church? You know, you visit your family and have the pastor or the priest or the bishop or whatever exorcise it? I don't think so, because I believe if the spirit comes from Asia, I mean, not that I know anything about this, right? <laughs> it will have to be taken care of or sorted out by an Asian shaman in Asian style. <laughs> I feel like Western style would be too mild for Asian ghosts. Like if you if you dumped the <laughs> necklace and you don't know, like at um, churches they have the the pot or pond of water for baptisms if you dumped mm-hmm. it and you would do like nothing yeah yeah Maybe, that's like I think that's the case <laughs> all right so for me for Teddy if, let's say I accidentally bring back a haunted dress or jeans or whatever because I like to thrift I feel like I would go to a church but let's say. If I went on holiday to Hong Kong to visit you and accidentally pissed someone off there, right? Hopefully not you. Like, <laughs> I I wouldn't go to church. I'd go find a BOMO as well. Because, like, mm. for me, you need the right product expert for 
the right issues, right? Yeah, that 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 sounds like、um, a good idea. Or、um, yeah, I mean, definitely, I've heard a lot of like a lot of friends have told me,、um, let's say that oh, if you're in Asia, especially in Southeast Asia, you have to be extra nice to everyone around you because you don't know. Who would know black magic, or you know? <laughs> <laughs> And if you find yourself falling in love with a guy or girl, maybe just like a little bit too quick and a little bit too obsessive, maybe maybe you wanna get like, ooh. <laughs> I know, yeah. Hi, I'm Teddy, and I'm Isabel, and welcome to a briefcase. Today we have the very beautiful and extremely competent Isabel Wong. Like we've mentioned, she's a journalist, a lead TV anchor, TV producer. She does MC, branding, consulting. So if you're looking for somebody, you want Isabel Wong. Isabel <laughs> is also the host of Proudly Asian. So it's a podcast series focused on. Identities, struggles, and the triumphs of Asians around the world. And if you're Asian, you should probably go listen because there's great stuff there. I believe one of your latest episodes was about a Laos American chef, and I love it. I love food as influence. And I saw you publish today、uh, a fashion designer than Violet. What? That's right. <laughs> I know it's so crazy, and I was so lucky to be able to find her, invite her on the podcast. So do take a listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and another great achievement. Just to like slap back to your stable of achievements. If I'm not wrong, you also won Subtle Asian Bake Off. The Subtle Asian Bake Off. Well done, proudly Asian. Thank you. <laughs> All right, remember to listen to Proudly Asian on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast. And I also recommend following Isabel on Proudly dot Asian on Instagram. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. All right, and today we'll be sharing some scary ghost stories for Hungry Ghost Festival. Okay, so Isabel, I'm Chinese Singaporean, right? But、mm-hmm. I didn't know this, and according to Wikipedia, who you know is telling me about my own culture, <laughs> the fifteenth day of the seventh month is considered Ghost Day. All right,、mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, Teddy, isn't the seventh month July? Plot twist: I didn't know this. So you know, like how Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, is always in February, but it like changes, so it follows the lunar calendar. So technically, Ghost Day is the fifteenth day of the seventh month of the lunar calendar, which is usually around. August, yeah,、mm, yeah, right. And then the whole of the seventh month, which usually lands in August, apparently Ghost Day this year was on twelfth August, and Ghost Day in twenty twenty three will be thirtieth August. So those are like the days that you have to be like you have to watch out for. I guess go around wishing your colleagues like Happy Ghost Day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh、I、God. mean, honestly,、yeah. honestly, I didn't know. I didn't know about it. I didn't know when it would be until,、um, yeah, until、mm-hmm. I was in Hong Kong. Because in Hong Kong, it's it's hard to ignore the the occasion where you see、um, people burning offerings everywhere. Yeah, same here. And it's like it's both a bit scary, but also like just a part of life. Cause I'm always like, oh no, what if I? Cause you know, like sometimes the paper it flies on the ground and you try to avoid it, but you step on it and you're like just. Like, Like shit, now I'm gonna be haunted for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. So, Isabel, I don't know if it's the same in Hong Kong, but like, people burn hell notes, hell credit cards, houses, clothes. You don't. You wanna have like 
the Gucci and the Balenciaga while you're dead, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, actually, um, I live super close to a few sh- uh, a few shops that sell paper offerings because mm. I, I think it's a, actually a famous street where people would buy traditional paper offerings and um, lanterns during mid-autumn festivals. So I live next to a street like that. What's the best thing that you've seen sold? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the iPhone first came out, people were burning iPhones, so you know they can give a ring. <laughs> I know. Um, I guess maybe the most impressive item that I've seen would be one of those um, like big houses. <gasps> yes, like the three four story ones, and when people burn it, it's like you're at Burning Man. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like a whole bonfire. I know. Yeah. All right. Um, in Singapore, people also usually leave out food for their ancestors. Uh, any dead family members, they'll also leave out joysticks. I'm not sure the significance of that, but it's also a bit scary because I imagine at the tables, like you know, like in uh at a buffet line, I I imagine it's a buffet line of your ancestors, and you're like, hi, Gran. <laughs> Are you tired of true crime? Do you want a happy ending for a change? There's this new podcast that I've been listening to. It's called How I Met You, an Asian podcast about love. And every Monday, they release episodes where couples share how they meet, their biggest arguments, and their less than perfect proposals, just like this snippet. So in the car, T minus 30 minutes to proposal, she said, Hey, um... I don't feel very comfortable if you propose to me. And I was like, okay, I'm driving. I need to take my phone and tell my friends to cancel the operation because like how she's going to say no. (laughs) We were at my poolside one day and then we were just chit-chatting. And then that night was when he kind of said, Jean, (laughs) do you want to give it a try? I I actually said no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, so, so, yeah, so, 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 to let me, to let me, um, um, if you want to check them out, link to their podcast is in the description. That's also performances, like, performances, so it's a bit of singing, a bit of dancing, and they just leave the the front seats empty, like, the best seats in the house, they are left empty for some special guests there were also issues with Gertai performances like bordering on overtly sexual on being too sleazy in Singapore <laughs> mm. but I guess you know like you don't know what the ghosts like you don't know what what people like yeah but you know what's scary all the ghosts are out not just like the chill ones that are there to visit their families there's angry ghosts Ghosts with anxiety. <laughs> ghosts that are lost. You can expect a lot of weird things to happen around this time. And like depending on how superstitious you are in Singapore, there's things like you don't point out you don't point at things at night. You don't go swimming at night. You don't look into the trees. Alright, so sometimes like I'm on a cab, like a, a Grab or a Gojek or an Uber, right? Except there's no Uber in Singapore anymore. They got um, bought over. And usually if the driver is especially chatty, I'll ask them what's the scariest thing that they've experienced. And usually they have a good story, like cab drivers have good stories. Mm. 
And so I was taking a ride back to visit my parents like Sunday night, like not even that far back, like a couple Sunday nights. Like, we're driving back and he tells me the story. So he's going to pick up a passenger at Surf City. And before it became a mall in Singapore, a commercial building, right? It used to be the home of the Singapore Surf Club, like for horse racing. And for a very brief period, it was a military car park and hospital during the Japanese occupation, which is never a good thing. You know, everybody agrees that hospitals are very haunted. I don't know about hospitals in Hong Kong or hospitals in the UK, but like, I'm sure, I'm sure the hospitals in Nottingham are haunted too. <laughs> yeah, actually, I've heard a few stories about that, like especially the abandoned ones. Yes, uh, NHS isn't gonna stop the ghosts from haunting your <laughs> hospital. All right, I know. So the cab uncle, he goes to the pickup point, and to get there, he has to swing past a antique store. You know, like Chinese antiques, and this antique store has one of those metal swings. I'm not sure if you've seen them before. I think that they are also not too uncommon in Hong Kong. It's, I I don't know why this this swing design is a very Asian thing. <laughs> like so, I'm actually me, googling. <laughs> yes. Let me describe it to you. It's basically two benches, and you have to like push against the floor to make it go. So it's like physics. And like interestingly enough, my parents used to have one at home, and it came with the house that we bought. So like on hindsight, I'm like, is this swing haunted? But but I think they sold it uh, a couple of years back. But you have to push it really hard to make it go. You know, it's not like a, a breeze can come by and make it swing. And the whole thing is metal. It's like studies made to last. Mm. And if you're Singaporean, for my listeners, you've probably seen a couple in the CBD, like the ones in the open area at Raffles Place. Or if you're walking to a moist street, there's a few swings there too. So yes, yeah, so, so the driver drives and he goes by the swing and nothing happens then, right? And he waits, and two guys hop on. And this is a multi-trip journey because you can add multiple locations now. And so he drives off, and they they go by the antique store. They go by the swing, and it's it's moving. It's swinging, like mm. like not even a gentle swing. Like he said, he said it was like a proper swing. And I think he has the third eye or something. You know, you you know when people say you can see ghosts, you have the third eye. And right. he's like, "Fuck! There's someone sitting on the swing." <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, one of the other guys sees it too because he's like, "Hey, bro, do you see the girl on the swing?" And the other guy. So if if you believe in like yin and yang, if you have a lot of yang energy, right? So you're you you're basically going through the supernatural realm, oblivious because you can't feel the ghost, I guess. And I think this is like the intersection of like Western astrology and Eastern yin yang. Believes because I'm like oh, us big Leo energies probably have a lot of yang because we are absorbed with myself. <laughs> right, I never thought about it. <laughs> and so his friend is like nah. And if you know anything about anything, right? I, I I'm not sure how it is for you, but you know you aren't supposed to say anything. I don't know. Maybe the person didn't realize the person was was a ghost. You know. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of stories where, like, you know, a bunch of friends hang out, and then they're like, "Hey, um, do you see that girl? Like, what's that girl doing?" And then, like, the rest of the friends will be like, "What girl? Like, we don't see anyone." <laughs> oh my god, chills, chills. Alright, <laughs> so, so the friend, the one who's like, you see that girl there? He has 
fucked up real bad and the uncle knows it too the the cab driver uncle he's like oh shucks okay so they drop off the first friend the oblivious one and they go on to the next stop but guess what on the way oh, the guy is like he doesn't use his phone he doesn't listen to music he's like hey uncle did you see the girl on the swing all right and and the uncle he's shaking his head at the boy and he's like hey nobody tell you ah. you don't acknowledge you know all right and the boy is like so you saw right it's scary right and the uncle goes like yeah i saw but what am i gonna do now because she's sitting on the hood of this car <laughs> oh dear oh my god because <sighs> she hurt and she decided to tag along for the ride which is why you should never bother or stir shit with anything that you see that's even remotely unusual during hungry ghost man hungry ghost man you just put your blinders on yeah, or like, don't go out at all. <laughs> <laughs> Work from home, self-quarantine. Exactly. Yes. Oh my god, Isabel, you are international. Do you have any ghost stories? Have you had any creepy encounters from Nottingham, from Hong Kong, now that I know that you stay on a scary street? <laughs> actually, yeah, my street is not that bad. Or at least I don't actually I didn't go out during Hungry Ghost Festival. So I I bet it would be quite I mean spooky or festive, like if I took a walk down that mm. street um in the evening, you know, around then, but I didn't do it. Maybe I'll report back next year if I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so I mean if if there are any personal spooky encounters at all, um I, I gotta say they're quite fragmented like they aren't complete story like the one that you just told or or like the ones that people would normally hear mm-hmm. about but I know there's one um uh back in Nottingham um apparently my uncle told me that I was not alone in my bedroom you, like uh, your uncle yeah so I think my uncle could like feel oh he was that I that I uncle yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know how he knew, but then he just mm-hmm. came up to me and like just said it like really casually. It wasn't even like it wasn't even it didn't even sound like he was saying something serious. He was just like, mm-hmm. oh, um, you know, um, there's like a seven year old boy there. And then I was like, oh, OK, interesting. <laughs> I was like, how long has he been there? And then he was like, no idea, maybe like 100 years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love it. You're just like, all right. Wait, how old were you to to react so nonchalantly? I think I was a teenager. I never really put much thought into, you know, um, like any spooky encounters or like ghosts mm. until um, I actually moved full time in Asia. Because I, I got to say in Asia, like people talk about ghosts a lot and then you're reminded of like religious rituals and, and you know, all that um, everywhere you go because um, there's always a temple next to you. Right? Yes, yes. Um, next to my office in the city... I mean, Singapore is really small, so everywhere is the city, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Thanks mm. to my office in the city, there's literally a temple that does ghost marriages, where they marry two ghosts together. What? So that So that you might be a virgin in life, but you won't be a virgin in death. Oh my god, yeah. Grand scheme of things, your, your place in Nottingham came with a seven-year-old boy, so... That's true. Yeah, but I think we were we were friendly to each other because the whole mm. time I didn't, I didn't feel anything 
um, I guess maybe he was fine with me occupying the room while he yeah. just did his own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, another sh- very short story I have um, mm-hmm. is it happened to my mum. So um, before high school, we moved to this place um, with the family and um being the oblivious person that I've always been, it was pretty business as usual for me. Like, but in that house, apparently my mom had a lot of accidents, and the most serious one was when she fell off um, from the bathtub and oh. fractured a rib or two. It was quite serious. She couldn't walk for maybe a couple months. Yeah, and then I remember after we eventually moved out of that house. Uh, my mom told me that one of the aunties told her that she had so many accidents in that house because a child ghost was messing with her. Oh, no, but did your aunties tell her only after she moved out of the house or like while you guys were living there? It was after we moved out of the house, but that auntie used to visit quite often. So I'm actually wondering if she saw the child yeah. ghost like roaming around but didn't say a word to us when we were oh, still Oh, because you're supposed there. to ignore it. Oh. Yeah, because oh. if not... No, but I also think it kind of did your mom dirty because if she knew, maybe like... Because Nottingham, you were saying it has like a small-ish Asian community so maybe somebody there would have known what to do, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing. Like, even if I lived in Nottingham now, and if mm-hmm. I had encountered any ghost, I, I probably wouldn't know where to go. But I mm-hmm. think perhaps, yeah, asking your Asian friends or aunties um, would be a good starting point. Oh my god! I bet they do Zoom consults, like uh, Asian <laughs> exorcists. No, but oh it would be god. a British ghost. Then you would have to um, go to your local parish. That's true. Yeah. Then you you have to be like. Hey, I know I don't go to church very often, but you mind <laughs> doing an exorcism? Please? I know. And then it's like, I promise I'll pray for the next two weeks. <laughs> no, no, you gotta be like, I promise um, I'll come to church. And if it's like Catholic church, you have to be like, I promise to give up something really, really hard for Lent, like cursing. <laughs> Right. And yeah. um, well, Teddy, finally, I have one more story to leave your listeners with because I just reckon my personal stories stories weren't scary enough. So I did a bit of research and I know that in Hong Kong, there are quite a few um, Hong Kong urban legends or ghost mm. stories. And one of the, the stories that I read that I couldn't stop thinking about was this apparently in November 1981. It's a few decades ago. Yeah, it's almost um, 40 years ago. I was like, 1981, 20 years ago, plus yeah. 20. And I'm like, wow, I'm old. <laughs> I know. I, I was going to say it was 20 years ago, but then I was like, oh no. I, I mean, then I was reminded my maths is really bad. So I just had to give it a bit of thought. Oh my God, I'm so bad with math <laughs> as well. Oh I know. my gosh, I am Definitely not living, not up, to living up to my stereotype. Exactly, yeah. But um, going back to the story, in November 1981, at one of the MTR stations called Yama Tei Station on the Kowloon side in Hong Kong, which for Singaporean listeners, it would be the equivalent to an MRT station, I believe, mm. um, a teenage girl in white uniform fell onto the tracks as the train was arriving. 
And people at the station reported there were a lot of people waiting for the train, right? Like in a regular MTR station. And people, there were a lot of eyewitnesses who reported hearing a blood-curdling scream. And while the driver later on also reported that he immediately stepped on the brakes mm. and the train took a while to stop, obviously. And the driver said he felt something or someone even was run over in the process. So he felt the bump. Oh, that's, that's and, so horrible. And then, I mean, it was already very chilling, um, very shocking to everyone. Mm. Um, and then a while later, the police and the emergency services arrived at the station. They did a thorough investigation and they found no one, not even a drop of blood. Oh, shit. And the investigation actually failed to find any leads and the incident was actually written off as collective hallucination. Oh. And the most shocking part was, um, initially when I was reading about it, I was like, nah, someone made this up. But yeah, yeah. it was actually reported and printed on one of the headlines in a local newspaper back in 1981. That's crazy. What okay, so theoretically, what do you as a established journalist think about this? If you had to report this to to like Bloomberg, what would you say? I I mean, I I guess we would just have to go with what the police report says, mm. which in this case the police report says collective hallucination and and if I have to report objectively, it would just be yeah. like it was something that can't be explained um, yeah. by anyone. I don't know how Hong Kong was in 1981, but let's say if it was like Singapore pre pre independence, mm. I would have said something like it was a gang thing and the police were bribed maybe, and mm. it was a cover up because the girl was significant. Yes, Ooh. but like um, so there were a few murders that were like covered up. Uh, which I theorize allegedly, allegedly, I think were that were unsolved. But I suspect, and I am of the opinion that they were covered up gang killings. Mm. But in in a case where you have like so many people, how you can't cover it up, which is why they decided to go with a, coll- a collective. Wow, I mean, this I, I never thought about it, but this this could be a valid theory coming from an expert. I am incredibly unqualified with my opinions. The other thing (laughs) is that it could have been a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Especially if it happens again, you know, like maybe that wasn't a death that happened then, but it could have been a death that quietly happened at another time, like in the middle of the night or something. And then because it it was an unresolved death, right? Then like she's haunting the the That's MTR true. station. Like, I feel like before this century, a lot of people got away with murder mm. and serial killing. That's true, yeah, because there was no, like, DNA testing whatsoever, right? Yes, and I have to ask, because you are on a true crime podcast, which is slowly veering into non-true crime, but it's my podcast and I get to do what I want, <laughs> depending on mood. How would you commit a murder? And and like, I mean, like, let's imagine this person, male, female, not children, not anyone vulnerable, but like, let's say this is a truly horrible person that wronged you. It's about how would you, how would you kill them? Oh dear. 
Oh dear. Oh. And get away with it. And get away with it. Um, you can decide if you want to outwit the British or the British or the Hong Kong police. I well, I, I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare to do it by myself. Um, hey. So most, most likely, I'm going to hire someone mm. um, who might need. Uh, <laughs> this sounds so wrong. <laughs> who might need the money badly, or who mm. might need his or her family taken care of <laughs> <laughs> to do it. Yes. And then, like, just, just. Hope for the best and hope that they don't screw up and get caught and and knock you out. Exactly, or like、um, even if they get caught, because I didn't do it. <laughs> oh my god, no! You know what?、Um, I think a person who needs their family taken care of more is more. It would be a more compelling、mm. hitman because you know, like he wouldn't knock because if he knocked, his family wouldn't th- be taken care of. For somebody who needs the money, they would just be like, "Oh well, I got my cash, all good." Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But、um, for listeners, don't get these ideas from us. <laughs> yes, crimes are bad. Don't do crime. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the show, Isabel. And don't forget, she's the host of Proudly Asian, and you can catch the podcast on Spotify, Apple, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can also follow her Instagram, Proudly dot. Asian, is that right, Isabel? Yep, yep, that's correct. And do you have any cool guests coming up? I do.、Um, I am. Well, you you hear it first here. In a few weeks' time, we will be speaking to this transgender person.、Um, she's an activist for transgender、mm. people, and she's currently based in Thailand. So, yeah, I do. I, I do encourage everyone to listen to her story. It's pretty cool because、um, her dream is to work as a, a UN ambassador.、Mm, that sounds very cool. As always, you can find us on Instagram at a briefcase podcast and online at a briefcase podcast dot com. And remember to join us next week for another briefcase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.